0: Welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host Adrian Giraldi and I am coming in from Florida today. Um I am currently on vacation. I just finished editing the podcast at my uh, wife's old home with her family and it's about to be Thanksgiving in a couple days. So I am just letting y'all know um, that we I have time, a little bit of time, to edit and to work on some things that I have recorded. Uh, podcasts, reels and stuff like that So I can edit them, put them together And put them out there for y'all to, uh, to enjoy That being said, we are still working on trying to get to a point Where we have like two podcasts a month come out We're not there yet, but we will be soon working on it I just recorded a podcast with Steven before break And uh, yeah, it's going to be great We're going to do great stuff But today we have a podcast with my good friend Sonia Quintero I said it a couple times wrong before the recording and after and during the recording. And it's been great. It's really funny. This is a great episode about singleness. We've been talking a lot about like marriage life and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? We need to balance this out and um, talk about the single life because it's a little hard. It's a little, especially if you are experiencing it for the first time or like starting to feel really lonely during holidays. So go ahead and enjoy the episode. And uh, yeah, singleness is not. A disease. Let that be known. Enjoy the episode. Peace. What is going on, y'all? It's Adrian Giraldi, your host here at Living Ardenly, and we are here today, if as you heard in the intro. With my friend Sonia Guntero, which I just learned how to say. <laughs> <You> It'd be great. <laughs> What's going on, girl? How you been? Good. Doing good? Yeah. Life's mm. been great.
1: Yeah, I just started school. Hey. Um, which in San Diego, that means the pits of hell have opened up and <laughs> heat has taken over every part of your life. <laughs> I bet. But isn't it cooler at night there? You know, you would think so, but it's no. It's it's like so September. It's like the St. Ana wind time. Everything's on fire. Um, um, it's ninety degrees every day. But then you go into October, and it's forty degrees in the morning and ninety degrees in the day. So you start with a sweater. <laughs> you have the layer. You start with a tank top, then a shirt, then a sweater, then a jacket. And you just come up as the day goes on. As the day goes on, you gotta take them off. That's yep.
0: So if you you don't know, familiar with uh, Sonia, you can go follow her on her social platforms, which are
1: at uh, Sonia Quintero with two U's. If you don't know how to spell that, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then my photography is at Fantagracia Photos,
0: which they all be linked in the show notes. But um, you know, if you're not already following, I mean, come on, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, what is wrong with
0: you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what so, do you mean you don't enjoy unhinged rants? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the best part. That's what I'm there for. <laughs> so, so you tell us a little bit about yourself for the guests. I mean, like, um, who may not know you, might not have heard of you before. Um, just a little backstory, a bit, maybe even a little bit of your conversion story. You know?
1: mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. All the tea, yes. All the tea. Um, Okay, so my name is Sonia, I am 22 years old, Mm -hmm. my family is from Jalisco, and I grew up kind of half and half in California and in Mexico, Mm -hmm. I had not left the west of the United States until I was 17, and I took a flight to Denver, and I thought I was in the Midwest, and it turns (laughs) out, (laughs) I genuinely thought, I saw cows, (laughs) and like flat land, and I was like, this has to be it. (laughs) It has to be what they're talking about.
2: So
1: um, let's see. My conversion story. So I came into college somehow more of a heathen than I am today. And <laughs> I was very much just, I, I had done my confirmation when I was like 13, because that's just mm-hmm. what you do when you're Mexican.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but after that, I, I can't remember stepping foot back in a church. Um, and I came into college yeah, just thinking I had it all figured out. I thought I was like hot stuff and God wasn't real and all the all the things. Um, and some focused missionaries hounded me down and got me to go to seek. And I hated seek. I hated everything about it. I thought Catholics were weird. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pay attention. I was like, yo, I'll take naps during the keynotes. Like, <laughs> I like this sucks. <laughs> and then I was at Father Mike Schmidt's talk about the Particle Sun. Mm -hmm. And everyone was going crazy over Father Mike Schmidt's. And I was like, what is so good about this priest? What year was this? This This was 2017. Oh, Um, man, we weren't there at the same time. Really? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I keep like... Finding people that were like, "Wait, I was there too," and I was like, "Dude, I was—I looked golf, so you probably don't." Look nice. I was wearing chokers and purple lipstick. Like,
2: are you <laughs> really? Like, eh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. That's amazing. Um, I was trying to find my style, okay? I was trying to find my swag it wasn't working.
2: It was <laughs>
1: It was not working. Um, so there's this point where Father Mike just starts, like, he's telling the story about the sun coming back, and he just like stops and like sheds a tear. And I I, like stop and look up and I pay attention for the first time all week. And he's just like, come home. And I'm like, me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that day we had adoration. So Mm. I'm going to be honest, like nothing at that conference could have convinced me except for Jesus. And adoration just grabbed me by the shoulders and was like Mm. wake up Mm. and i realized it was more of a not that i didn't think god was real but more that i didn't think there was any saving me so Mm. why entertain the thought right um so then after that i like it was literally like a switch night and day like i came back to campus i started hanging out at the union center i started talking to people at the union center i started going to mass and bible study and i went on a mission trip and i did this and i did that uh-huh. and it was like such a stark contrast that my priest at the campus literally pulled me into his office and he was like what happened <laughs> he was like you wouldn't even look at me two weeks ago what wow. happened and i was like i don't know man <laughs> uh and now he's like literally he's really- my best friend yeah oh, really? <laughs> yeah he's like we're literally it's so funny like we just talk like two older women we'll be like you'll never guess what i heard <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i think after that i've gone through like a continual conversion and mm-hmm. i'm still going through it today as i think i grow into adulthood and womanhood mm-hmm. um i was 17 when I encountered Jesus, and now I'm 22, like I'm entering a different part of my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that means, you know, continually growing not only yourself, but in your faith as mm-hmm. you keep going.
0: Wow, oh, you were 17 in this at Seek? Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Well, if it was 2017 in January. Yeah. Yeah, I was 17. Yeah, I, I went into college when I was 17.
0: Yeah, I just I always forget how old how how young freshmen people freshmen are. Yeah, because I came in, I was like, uh, my birthday's like later in the year. This is a super side note, like super irrelevant to what you're saying, but I'm just like <coughs> forgetting that mm-hmm. teens are that young in college because I went in like eighteen, almost nineteen. Yeah, because I was such I had a late birthday. But mm-hmm. in any case, that's crazy. That's awesome. And so from from there and now you know you're you're still in college right you're or you're doing mm-hmm. so you're finishing this year next year this year this mm-hmm. year and um this journey of like college and transformation has been as you said ongoing and and um you're constantly learning new things
2: mm-hmm.
0: where has um where has God spoken to you to the most I mean outside of the moment of conversion where it has kind of he been so like vividly in your life
1: mm-hmm. um, in 20... 2018 I want to say no 2019 um, so after my sophomore year I transferred over to Colorado State mm-hmm. um, but some stuff happened where I was basically denied all financial aid mm. and I was like okay Cool. I just moved out here. <laughs> I yeah, I had literally moved out there, didn't know anyone. Um I had met one of the girls I was living with, uh, which luckily like they all ended up being amazing Catholic women.
2: Cool.
1: And uh I called for help. Like I had never asked my parents for help with college yet, um, mostly because they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very young and I didn't have a credit line and I needed a loan. So yeah. I called to ask them for help and when i did this so this is me about a week into my move i'm sitting on a mattress that i got off of amazon on the floor um and they just told me like come up with the money by this day or you can't come here um so i call my mom to be like yo like what can we do what can i sign um what loan can i get to you know continue with my education and instead of my mom answering a paramedic answers and i'm like hello (laughs) and he's like we just took your mom to the hospital she's unconscious um is this who is this i was like this is her daughter and he was like okay um he's like you need to connect me with like someone who who is here um so for the next 30 minutes i i thought my mom had passed away and i was like it was agony. I mean, I didn't know it. I didn't know what was going on. I was in another state. Um, Mm. and I just realized at that point, you know, like the stuff I had going off the school compared to what life is didn't matter. So I dropped the semester. They had literally given me that deadline that day. Mm. Um, I dropped the semester and I waited and I waited by the phone, just crying, just wanting to see what was wrong. She woke up in, I want to say, like, three days after that. Mm. Um, she was in a pancreatic coma. Pan- pancre- I don't know if you...
0: Pancreatic?
1: Yeah, like, she... Her pancreas like started to fail, um, and you can't live without a pancreas. Mm. Um, and... For the next year would continue me trying to figure out the puzzle that is the American university system. Um, So I kept getting, I kept getting denied aid. And the whole issue was that I had been independent financially since I was 17. Uh, But they kept adding my income to my parents' income, even though I hadn't lived there for two years at that point. Um, so I went through a process of emancipation, not because I hated my parents, but because they needed to legally state they were not supporting me. Uh, and after a year of getting investigated via every nook and cranny of my life, Mm. um, by the government, they denied my emancipation because my Colorado ID was off by a couple of months. It was like whole thing they were like so your colorado id isn't a year old so we can't accept you we can't accept your emancipation (laughs) yeah i was pissed (laughs) i was so (laughs) fed up that was it was it was wild and like and and this was it like i want to say the most fruitful yet the most humiliating time of my life. My mm. identity was my academics and my grades and the internships I had. Like I was a focus intern by the time I was 18. And like mm. I had all of these, um, I don't want to say like earthly certifications or uh, I don't know, earthly like I had all these like academic validations to yeah. my yeah. name. And one day with a phone call, it just all got taken out from under me. Mm. And then ensued the process of me, I I was sitting there, a college dropout who washed dishes. And Mm -hmm. that was like, yo, (laughs) Um, immigrant mentality kicking in. I was like, this is not what I came, Mm -hmm. like, this is not what my family brought me here Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, well, am I going to sit here and pout or am I going to do something? And then Tanta Gracia started. And mm. I got my first camera and I was working two to three jobs and the days I would have it off, I would find something or someone to shoot. Mm-hmm. And a year later I was doing it full time and it was definitely a place where I saw God say like, I gave you a gift and I gave you fortunately and unfortunately a mind that does not give up mm-hmm. <laughs> with it what you will. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so great. Like, it's, it's a a testament to like, how, how in any situation, how, like, sad it is, Christ is going to make something new out of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's so easy to just feel hopeless and give up or just go about it in those in that kind of moment. And um, obviously, Mm -hmm. not everyone experiences something like something like that. But A lot of us do and not in the same way obviously but um it is is gut-wrenching that feeling when you're there and like you said as an as as someone who's who comes from an immigrant family you know like it's it's not part of our our dna rather you know how we're Mm -hmm. raised to kind of give up it's like find something else find a way and uh it's kind of like it reminds me of like some like some songs I can think of from musicals that are like like Hamilton's like I wrote my way out, you know, um, mm-hmm. or whatever the name of that song is. is just Hamilton saying like I wrote my way out out from where I was to where I am now. And and um, everyone's got that gift. and You just got to find that passion, that gift and and dig deep for that. So mm-hmm. that's why I love I mean, part of the reason why. I named this podcast living ardently because there's so many people living passionately and like on fire for things that aren't the same. Right. And so everyone has their different passions and, and different mm-hmm. ways about going about it. And it's just like really <coughs> cool to hear and see that. So I mean, that's the hope, right? Hope, hope, I mean, obviously lined in, in, into faith, but it doesn't always have to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, with that, like all of that that you just shared, um, I'm tying into the topic that we have today. We're talking about like singleness, right? You know, I realized that we, me, me and Sarah and, and my groomsman, and, you know, the last few episodes have been a lot about relationships, but like we rarely had talked about singlehood. So, like, I feel like this is a good balancing out of eventually like getting to that point, uh, you know, talking to that point too, because. I think maybe we've done, we, we talked about this once ever before, but when we talked prior to this, like you had such a unique take on some things that I was just like, yeah, this is going to be a good one if we do mm-hmm. it. So let, let's, let um let's go into first, like, you know, um in the time that you experienced sig- singleness really real, um what, what was the uh, most challenging parts of Ooh. it?
2: I
1: think, um, I was definitely a late bloomer when it came to dating. Um, and it always felt like I was, even though I didn't feel prepared or ready to date It somehow always felt like I was behind, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, and I think when you're coming from this place that a lot of men and women are coming from and it's okay. Not to come at secular culture immediately, (laughs)
2: Um,
1: but it's like, you know, it's very normalized. Um, Mm. You've had multiple partners by the time you're 20, 21, 22 Mm -hmm. um, and such. And um, relationships at a young age are so normalized. Um, And sometimes that can be good. And sometimes it's not that great.
0: Yeah. Um, pros and cons in my opinion to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's this, I want to say this des- desperation by the time you hit your early twenties and that you have, if you haven't had a serious partner yet Yeah. where you start thinking, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Is, am I unwantable? Am I unlovable? Am I this? Am I that? And you start kind of like dissecting yourself. Um, and then you start looking out partnership in, in desperation instead of um, in fullness. You know, where you're like, man, I want a partner. Um, yeah. And I think that's my biggest, like, I guess my, my biggest thing I would tell someone who is in their early 20s and hasn't had a partner yet. Like, yeah. you're, you're right on track for yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's much better to start pursuing someone or start being pursued when you feel ready, um, Mm -hmm. doing it out of not wanting to be lonely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, I think I was very much blinded as I, I think I had my first boyfriend when I was 18 or 19. Um, I was very much blinded by, I feel behind,
2: Mm. um,
1: and I should take what I can get.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Settling. Because what what else will come by, you know? Or like all my friends already have boyfriends or all my mm-hmm. friends already have their first date and their first kiss and their first this. And it was mm-hmm. like, I was blinded by an external validation of being wantable, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, even if it was by someone that I didn't want. Um, right. And it created a lot of damage after.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's so... <clears throat> For, I mean, you know, when, when I remember being at college, I mean, I was and even in high school too, like you said, like I started dating, I think when I was 16 or 17 and I was like in a three year, three and a half year relationship in that, in that relationship. But it was so like, so much pressure to like. I don't know like i went to i went to public school and not that it was bad and it wasn't a bad experience um i still have two of my best friends are from my high school um and they're my groomsman and they're you know they're like the guys i would die for but you know not everybody in high school is is there um you know like with the same and you know like they everyone's feel pressured because everyone's doing it, right, like it's just peer mm-hmm. pressure,
1: got um, like angsty
0: teens angsty teen, and like I went from like a very <clears throat> like a like a poverty stricken school to a mm-hmm. very like privileged school mm-hmm. um and from middle school to high school, and it was such a cultural difference that like everybody like like parents were throwing like weekend parties for these kids. I'm like bro what's going on like, <laughs> like they're partying and drinking i'm like what's going on <laughs> like and their parents are, are are buying the kegs for them like is that for real like <laughs> I'm like yeah that's for real i'm like that's bad isn't it <laughs> you know and it's just such a it was such a cultural difference that i just didn't know what to do and so like it was either then i thought it was like eat or be eaten you know <laughs> so it's like fight or flight mentality you just kind of like go in on that too. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, the pressure the peer pressure is so real. And then like going into college, you know, post conversion and I'm at Avamir University and twenty like half of if what felt like half of the school, because it's not a very big school, um, was getting engaged and married right after they got it after they um graduated or even before that you graduated. And I was
2: mm-hmm.
0: like Am I behind here? Like, is it <laughs> like is it like I literally have to find my wife here, you know? And so, like, not that I, you know, like, there was a moment like after I broke up my, you know, me and my ex broke up that I was, you know, I was I dated in high school to college. I went. I felt like I went into desperation mode because I was like, all right, I like that same thing. I was like, I need to find somebody. Not that anybody that I pursued there was like settling for less, but I was just like covering the flaws that, not the flaws, but the the things that don't make sense. Like I was just trying to find a girl that would like me back kind of deal. Um, And yeah, it was, it was just a lot of desperation moves on on my end until like, you know, like a senior year um, and try to settle down. It's like, all right, chill out, enjoy your senior year, have fun. You know, you don't need to do all this stuff and then just enjoy your time with your friends, you know, all this stuff. And yeah, I, it it was almost it almost consumed my
2: mm.
0: my time in college. Yeah. And a lot of my friend my like best friends come from that era, you know, is in that time in college. And so luckily I was able to kind of snap out of it. But it it takes you down a big rabbit hole.
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: desperation mode.
1: <clears throat> yeah. It's almost yeah. like tunnel vision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can't it's enjoy like,
1: the stuff around it.
0: Mhm. So true. So Hardcore. It's like it's really, it's really challenging to find that balance. But you know, mm. um, as long as you're able to snap out of that, um, but you know, singleness is not always like a, a like a bad thing, right? It's, would you say?
2: No. no. I like me.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. I like me times. So yeah, what in the in the time of your singleness, um, what do you what did you feel was like the most fruitful time there mm. um, in that time frame?
1: Yeah, I think um, I guess I'll start counting my my singleness. Like when I when I went into college, right? Yeah. Um, the first two years of college, I don't know, I was taking eighteen to twenty credits a semester and working two to three jobs. So mm-hmm. that was not on my mind. <laughs> no, yeah. I I was in survival mode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I was like, boys, what about credit? <laughs> <laughs> i was like girl bossing it i was like yeah. boy you <laughs> on my water <laughs> i got rent to pay man yeah. um i but i mean i think that very much uh shaped my perception on singleness um it was a protection mode it was yeah. a don't waste my time mode it was a you're in the way mode mm-hmm. um and that's not a good way to view dating yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I always say, like, it's two sides of the same coin. We can believe that our life does not begin until we start dating someone or get engaged or get married. Mm-hmm. Or we can also believe that our life ends when we start dating someone, get engaged, or get married. Mm-hmm. Context clues, what side do you think I fall on? <laughs> <laughs> right. I would get to... I went into, um, you know, everything that I do for myself and everything that I am ends when I start a relationship. Mm. Um, Again, it was that survival mode talking. um, Because, yeah, I mean, I didn't, as a low-income, like, poverty-stricken area kind of gal, like... Mm -hmm. Um, you see women with boyfriends and they have to drop out of college because they're pregnant or mm. they're dealing with abusive dads or like, you know, it's not a pretty, pi- it's not a pretty picture when it comes to low income communities and uh, dating and motherhood and fatherhood and all that. So it was very much like a fear stricken in me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my, I guess, time of singleness uh, before my first boyfriend And the first boyfriend happened and then we broke up and then I entered another season of singleness, right? Um, Mm. And that season of singleness was not fruitful because it was a, what can I do to get them back? Mm. Um, What can I do to uh, counteract that they thought I wasn't worthy um, it was very much just like this fixation on I've been rejected and I need to uh, redeem that in some way mm-hmm. um, long story short he did come back they always come back Adrian. They always. <laughs> I know what I am <laughs> today I know what I am
2: go, queen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, what is, I'm, like a, I'm like a 2021 meme but with <laughs> the skills of a 1950s women in a ranch. <laughs> <laughs> you can take me out of the ranch, but you can't take the ranch out of me. You know what I mean? Um, and so that season of singleness was very much, um, you know, I had it and I let it go away, and that was on me because I didn't let myself get even more manipulated <laughs> and treated worse.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I went into another relationship and um I quickly yeah, I mean the the I realized I was using him as I don't want to be alone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and after that, um, I went into another season of singleness. This was all like in two years. It was just like yeah. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> right. But that desperation mode kicked in. It mm-hmm. was it was like I had I had tasted it and then I was like, I need it. Like I need to, I cannot be alone after having been alone for what, 18 years.
2: right, right.
1: Um, And so those seasons were not fruitful whatsoever. I was, yeah. I was hurt. And instead of addressing the hurt, instead of healing, I was looking for things to numb it and take my mind off of it. Um, after I want to say after i moved back to california so that was in 2020 you Mm. know whole pandemic or whatever um so i broke up with the second guy in 2019 in like november i proceeded to do a very classic move of myself at the time and i cut my hair i dyed it (laughs) i quit my job and I left to Europe for a month. <laughs> <laughs> and when I came back from Europe, I left to travel to the U.S. for another month.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not see my home until March when they said, get your butt inside, there's a pandemic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then that's when, that's when it all hit. And I was like, yo, my entire life has once again been swept out from under my feet. Mm. Um, of course, I will acknowledge my privilege. I had a home and I had a a family to go back to, um, which there was so much worse things going on at that time. But Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people got faced out of nowhere um, with their mental health, just like you couldn't leave. It was right there, you know? Um, So it all hit me at once. And I was like, yo, I have not taken care of myself Mm -hmm. in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it was like this small breaking of cycles. I think uh to answer it very longly, um the most fruitful part was I was experiencing the the effects of my my cycles um mm-hmm. and being faced with a conviction at the same time to start breaking them. Um, because going into quarantine i was already talking to and dating someone else Um, and halfway through quarantine i was like what am i doing yeah (laughs) i am i'm doing the exact same thing it's been two years now and i'm doing the exact same thing Mm -hmm. uh, that i was doing when i was 18 Um, so i was able to nip that in the Mm bud and then i found weightlifting, and i was like Yo. <laughs> this is better than any date I've been on. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad for the men I dated. Oh. <laughs> but I'm talking headphones on, cute gym outfit, and lifting heavy stuff. I was yeah. I was like, yo, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I entered weightlifting with I'm gonna get really hot and he's gonna want me back and I'm like okay, oh, yeah. hold up, <laughs> Really bad. Someone needed to grab me and hit me against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but these are very like these are very yeah, real. Like, yeah.
2: Um,
1: ideas again yeah. that you know secular culture puts it with the whole like revenge body by Khloe Kardashian.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like girl,
1: you mean revenge surgery. I I said it. I said it. I too, I too would have a BBL if it didn't cost half of a Tesla. Um (laughs) give me a second. (laughs) Um it's this whole like revenge body, this whole like revenge, and I actually talked about this on my story the other day where it's like we're taught to like want to do better out of spite, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. someday spite keeps me going. I'm not going to lie, yeah. but it's more of everything I did for myself and to better mm-hmm. myself. was so that I could receive that validation once again. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it came very hard and fast where I was like, Oh, that actually has to come from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, I was able to, um, I was able to, yeah, as I said, identify those cycles and finally have the courage to break them.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: in 2021, um, this this the beginning of this year in January, I started dating someone once again, um, and this was actually the same person I dated in 2019.
0: Hey, full circle. Okay. Yeah,
1: full <laughs> circle, man. Full circle. I was actually really pissed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at yourself? <or laughs> uh,
1: yeah, at, at everyone.
2: <laughs>
1: um, but, um, I don't think he'll listen to this. We're not on great terms, but if he is, hi. <laughs> um, it was more of, you know, we were not good for each other. Mm. Um, and yes, he did a lot of damage, but I did it right back
2: Mm.
1: when it happened. Right. Um, so in 2019, 20, whenever we dated the first time, uh, we were kids. I mean, at least I was a kid. I was 18 years old and, um, I was very broken and I was Mm. very spiteful and angry. Um, and I did not know my worth. That was the worst part. I did not know a single cent of it. And by doing all this work with the cycles and the all those things, um, by the time we dated again in 2021, I was able to see our relationship for what it was. Mm. And I remember saying when we were like talking about getting back together, um, when I said, the first person you dated doesn't exist anymore. I have a very low tolerance for how poorly I'm willing to be treated now. And I'm not afraid to sacrifice companionship to validate like my worth. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he was like, yo, (laughs) (laughs)
2: what? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. I was like, I was pretty upfront. And and it was like, that was something I never thought I'd be able to say to someone.
2: That's amazing.
1: Like I know who I am. And if you, if you can't see who I am, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, if you can't see who I am, then I would much rather walk away. Mm. Um, and that's when I loop back to the first, the first thing we were talking about, that desperation and that um, I need to take what comes along because what else will? Because yeah. um, we talked a lot about um, building our life together and getting married one day and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And one day I saw a relationship again for what it was and I just realized that wasn't what I wanted in life. It wasn't what was going to lead either one of us to sainthood, right? Um, And I was able to make that decision of, you know, this is nice. I very much care for this person a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But why am I just taking what I can get? Mm -hmm. He deserves more than what he can get. I deserve more than what I can get. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's time to let go. Um, Mm -hmm. So luckily, like, yeah, I mean, that, that was the, I cried so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I cried for, like, two weeks after that, more out of, like, I knew it had to be done. Um, and it was, like, finally seeing the door close on, like, something that had been hurting you for so long. Mm-hmm. It, it was, like, equal parts sad, equal parts excited. I was like, "This is mm-hmm. this is over. This is over. Yeah. I can move on, and I can, you know, like, there's so much life to live. Like, I can go out there now, mm-hmm. and know that like I was able to put my worth over like mediocre mediocrity, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I walked away from that. Just I'm at a point now where I'm like, I, I hope." this man like heals and I hope he becomes the man God wants him to be like I always say like the last thing we need is more broken fathers
2: right
1: the last thing we need is more is, is mm. men who have not done the healing work mm. becoming dads mm-hmm. right uh, little kids deserve dads that are there for them and uh, wives deserve husbands that are there for them and vice versa um, so I kind of left off with yeah man I, I hope You become everything God wants you to be. And you make someone very happy one day. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's kind of like, it's like a bittersweet feeling, right? Where you're just like, Mm -hmm. see you later.
0: (laughs) Normalize Um, being nice to your exes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: well, I wasn't that nice. I'm (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Now, now I'm like I'm trying to be a bigger person. Back then I was like, dude, eat dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be honest. I hope your tires pop.
0: <laughs> this was a Carrie Underwood song. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I was very. I'm very much a like. I'm trying to be a bigger person, but also screw you. <laughs> 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 it's balance. It's balance. No, it's, yeah, should <clears throat> be. But um yeah so now as i like i mean that we broke up back in like march or april mm. um i finally was able to go into a time of singleness that worked for me mm. um where i like i signed up for these mar- like half marathons that i'm running in a couple weeks yes. and i got back into the gym i got back, like my i started going like full force ahead with my photography business and my faith and like everything like everything started coming together where i was like man i'm finally doing this because i want to see me the me be the best version of myself not because i want someone to affirm it Mm -hmm. um but furthermore (laughs) as i'm now discerning another relationship um it's definitely hard because I went into survival mode again. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head at that time, the scenario was I have the, the literal love of my life, and I have broken up, and I will never live again. And I, like, I'm like, oh, I was like, I will never love again. I will never move it, move it once more. <laughs> Lord, we have passed away.
2: <laughs> oh my God, I I know my favorite
1: is Sid the, Sid the Slopper. He's like, wow, what if you anybody love me? I do this every year. That was literally literally the mode I went into. I was like,
2: uh.
1: Megan the Stanley was like, Hot Girl Summer. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Let's do that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, more like Hot Girl Bummer. Am I right? Um, so I went very much into, yeah, like full force ahead. And I was finally doing that work for myself. Yeah. But what I've noticed right now is this, this like, um, <laughs> obvious things I have to address in therapy, of course, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: uh, but also this over protectiveness of my singlehood, mm. um, where at all times, what I've, what I've noticed, um, is I'm looking for reasons to stop trying to get into a relationship or stop dating someone um, instead of just enjoying the moment and enjoying this person. Um, I think the after effects of being in a toxic relationship um, on and off for so long is that I started viewing letting men or like letting men pursue me or letting men into my life as a direct attack on myself. Hmm. and that's not the way to look at it. <laughs> um, yeah. But then you can understand, right? Because it's like, I may try to ruin my life for two years. So right, it's like <laughs> right, right.
0: Understandable.
1: <laughs> Understandable, but work on it, queen. <laughs> yeah. um, on. Or I'll tell you what my priest said. <laughs> 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 he, but I was like, yeah, father, like, I'm scared. He was like, you literally need to... <laughs> get your head out of your butt. And like, <laughs> you are also correct. <laughs> you are also correct. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Heard so right. yeah, it's like this balance you have to find. Right. So I went mm-hmm. from like, I needed my singlehood to lead me into a relationship to now. It's like, I need my singlehood to keep me guarded at all times. And it's like, that's not what God made you for. Like mm-hmm. to be alone and to bark at anyone who looks your way yeah. and like guard yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but baby steps, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's so great to, to get, you know, thank you for sharing that because it's like not a lot of people want to talk about <clears throat> this part of heartbreak that they experience mm-hmm. and how they grow and learn from it because, as much as, because at the end of the day, like there's a lot of personal things that happen there, right? Um, but there's so much growth that people can learn from in mm-hmm. that too. And so I value people who who are able to or willing to share and be vulnerable like you did, so thank you for sharing that um and before we go on i'm gonna um we're gonna take a a a break here, and we're gonna talk about at the end the latter half about um like the stigma like how do we get this pressure off of mm. singleness and what what could we do as a culture as 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 just individuals? Um, that hopefully affects our culture to kind of remove that stigma, to remove that, that pressure on people who are single um, to go into this desperation mode. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more of that after this. If you did not know, Living Ardently is now an affiliate with Be A Heart Design. Be Heart has a bunch of great things for you and your family. So if you want to go get something, use our affiliate link in our show notes, and you can use our promo code ARDENTLY10 for 10% off your purchase. Everything that we make goes straight back into our podcast, so you'll be supporting our ministry. Again, so if you want to get something nice for yourself, for your friends, or your family, go to Be Heart using our affiliate link. Uh, use our promo code 10, ARDENTLY10 for 10% off. And not only will you be helping the ministry here at Living Ardently, but you'll be getting something cool too. Again, link in the show notes on the let's get back to it so we are back with sonia quintero see i got mm-hmm. it yeah <laughs> follow Something her like follow, follow your um socials at what is it again
1: at sonia
0: quintero with two U's, two and then your Yeah, look at him
1: speaking Spanish.
0: Hey, listen, I'm Filipino. We got a little bit of that.
1: (laughs) The Mexicans of Asia. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: Mexicans (laughs) of Asia. Oh yeah, Carlos Mencia. calls uh, never mind. I won't say that because he was (laughs) he would get canceled in 2021.
1: (laughs) Honestly, anything will get you canceled in 2021.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. Only
1: cancellation I stand behind is Jorts. (laughs) Jorts.
0: cargo shorts too
1: i mean i don't know sometimes they're so they're so usable you know Yeah,
0: sometimes but (laughs) they're in the right moments but as for fashion (laughs) like so follow uh, also i don't think i plugged it earlier but follow living ardently at living ardently on instagram and then it's only adrian that's for my personal account um follow us on tiktok living ardently pod And everywhere else on YouTube, if you want to see the videos, the podcasts a day before they release, they are available on our YouTube channel. So subscribe there. Just look up Living Art Only Podcast and you'll see us. Subscribe and then um, keep your notification bell on so you can get a notification when we drop the episodes. Because we're not really like on a schedule anymore. It's just like twice a month for it's either back-to-back weeks or a week in between or something like that it's just going to be a little bit less um organized like it than it used to be it's definitely never going to go back to once a week just with you know being married and having a kid soon it ain't gonna happen people so enjoy what we put out and if you want to know when it comes out put that notification bell on and follow us on social so yeah and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating there too, because that's helpful to get it out to more people. And, yeah. So we're going to continue our conversation on singleness. Um, we, are, we talked in the first half kind of of Sonia's and I's kind of like experiences with singleness. Um, but on the latter half, we, you, know, we t- you know, in the first half, we talked a lot about how there's a pressure that feels especially when you're younger to start dating um and then there's like that desperation mode that kicks in on and off like when you're single um that is just so real and hard to avoid but what what do you think we could (coughs) do sonia as uh, as people like you know maybe as individuals or as an entire culture to stop that pressure to stop that stigma of being single.
1: I think there's a very much internal and external elements to that pressure.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You know, we can tell people to stop asking, where's your boyfriend? Where's your girlfriend? Um, Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like aunties, uncles, and grandparents are going to say what they're going to say. And you'll always find it's that thing where it's like, you can't ever please everyone. Um, you'll always find someone saying something you know. So then at that point, it becomes uh, how well do you prepare yourself for for that pressure? Um, and I think that comes in being secure in your singleness, right? Whether it's an intentional period of singleness or whether you just haven't found someone at the young adult group you vibe with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually was thinking about uh, last year, I did a Lent, the Lenten piece for the Grotto. Um, hey. And I wrote, I, it just like came up to me while I was, while I was like praying on these questions. Um, I wrote something about how there's three great loves in your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's the story of you falling in love with God. There's a mm-hmm. story of you falling in love with yourself. And there's a story of you falling in love with your, your vocation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So whether that be religious single or whatever your vocation may be you know um and i think there's this the the way to i don't want to say avoid but the way to handle i guess the stigma well Mm -hmm. is to just know that you're working on your great love story with yourself you know Mm -hmm. um one thing that i like mentioned to my friends a lot because i see that i mean i have a lot of early 20 young women as friends um is this like oh well once i have a husband this once i have Mm. a husband that i look at my early 20 something male friends once i have a wife this once i have a wife that Um, Well, it's really great and sanctifying to be looking forward towards marriage and towards finding your vocation, right? Um, I think there's a lot we're missing in the present when we do that. Mm -hmm. And I fell into that, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Hence the actions I took with my dating life prior to that. It's like I was always looking forward to, well, once once I have a partner, things will be better. Once I have a partner, I will be happy. Um, Yeah. And
0: it's like making it your saving grace.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, yeah. And um, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I think we owe our vocation that love story with ourselves, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, we, owe, we owe that person or we owe that vocation uh, a security and a love for ourselves that you can't find elsewhere except yourself. Yeah. Um, at the end of it because I mean yeah like I don't know I'm, I'm 22 but like I've moved out of state by myself I've backpacked across Europe twice already like I've yeah. built this uh, business that takes me from here to here to here to here and, and those are all scary things because it's like you yeah. tell any other young woman like go travel by yourself yeah. <laughs> and <Yeah>. they're like <laughs> What if I get mugged?
2: Can it's I not that bad. Yeah.
1: Getting mugged is kind of nice. It really... <laughs> what? <laughs> you can get mugged and be fine. I'm into the day.
0: <laughs> so you've been mugged and you're okay?
1: Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. You said was that bad. with
0: such like...
1: <laughs> well, he said, let me see wasn't your sure wallet. I sure if it was real. I was like... The guy said, let me see your wallet. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was so nice. I couldn't really. I was like, man, I just got mugged. <laughs> um, was I that here is... or in Europe? Mexico. <laughs> oh, Mexico? Oh. Hey, if you think about it, that's the nicest way they could do it. So <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Been, been um, actually, the only other place that's not in my wallet stolen in front of me is Fort Collins, Colorado. So shout out to the Transit Center. <laughs> oh. Um. And um, I think I see this, like, lack of pouring into yourself and then putting that on someone else else. to fill for you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I tell my friends, hey, like, when's the last time you went to a coffee shop by yourself and sat there by yourself? Uh, When's the last time you took yourself on a date? When's the last time, you know, you took yourself on a weekend trip? Just you. Yeah. Uh, or with your friends right like not everything has to be in solitude right. uh, but i'm saying like without that romantic interest element right,
2: right, right,
1: that we all think we have to wait for um and it's like in doing these things and in preparing yourself to be fully content alone you then allow this other person to come in out of abundance mm-hmm. and out of like i i have built a life I love so much that I want to share it with someone, not there's something missing in my life, and I need to find someone. Right. Um, So if you switch, I think the way you're thinking about singlehood, when you get these outside comments, right, they don't really do anything, Mm -hmm. because you know exactly what you're doing, you know exactly what you're working Mm on. Um, And it's like, I guess, a little laughable at that point, where you're just like, haha, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sixth wheeling once again. i <laughs> <laughs> seventh wheeling once again. <laughs> oh. um, but it's yeah. I think um, like I have a I have a friend who's thirty one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She started dating her now soon to be husband. Wow. And she she was so she was always so brave and so courageous in sharing um, her journey and sharing the hurt that it was to Mm -hmm. be a Catholic 30-year-old woman. Everyone's married already. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) All her friends are married. She's seeing 21-year-olds get married before her. And she's like, yo, what? Mm -hmm. And to see the man that God brought into her life, it's like, you know, she was like, that weight was worth 10 times over. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, sometimes we just, not sometimes, but most of the times, you don't know what God's bringing into our lives. Yeah, and if we sit here and pine over the fact that like He hasn't yet, it's like we're missing valuable time to become even more whole, right? Uh, mm. Before this person or this vocation enters our life. Mm. That answer the question?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. Uh, I'd like to add too, just from my experience, you know, a lot of the time. There was a good, not all the time, but there was a good amount of time where in my singleness, I was, you know, when you start going into that desperation mode because you start seeing all this, like you said, like all these couples and just so easy to kind of start feeling, you know, dang it, what's wrong with me or whatever. The one thing that I feel like, you know, I loved watching, um, I didn't love watching, but like whenever they came on, like shows or movies that we're, we're very romantic or like things about, you know, like the show, this is us, you know, watching, watching Rebecca and Jack love each other so well when, you know, as they were, I was just like, man, I just want to have that. I had to stop watching that show for a little bit because it was so like egging on that loneliness that makes you want to go into that desperation mode, um, or just, You know, until you get to that point of like understanding like you're working on yourself when you struggle in those days, like just refrain from watching these movies or shows that um, might be like hurting you more than helping you right now. You know, Mm -hmm. like this is is a great show, but there was like, like I said, I just had to stop watching it after a while for a little bit. I, I continued watching it after, after you know, I'd gotten over that, but. Yeah. It's just like, you know, watching TV and watching movies and, and things like that. They're romanticized. Yeah. Um, and can sometimes be a little d- detrimental to your growth,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So just be mindful of these little things. It could be even books, podcasts, you know, like you can be listening mm-hmm. to romantic podcasts. It could
1: be someone you're following like, on Instagram.
0: Ooh, that too. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge one. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Um. Just just learn how to just learn how to recognize these things I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be really helpful for your growth in your in your um single time um, mm-hmm. and finding yourself and falling in love with yourself and um you know another thing is just trying new hobbies like you know finding like you know sonia said that she got into weightlifting same with me like I was like well the gym was always quote unquote part of my life because um but like you like revenge body like you said earlier like when i was in high school i was doing all what i did i lost a ton of weight in high school um but it was all for like i remember like literally running on the treadmill or like breaking records on like what i was lifting and i was like Mm -hmm. this is like oh they're gonna love me now Mm -hmm. all these like just any girl like am i like Mm -hmm. any girl i had a crush on whatever and i was just like wait and it wasn't sustainable like I it, like I, I, eventually crashed burned and my body gained a lot of that weight back yeah. over the years um, and I was like okay but now like when I was like 2019 I think it was like my time of singleness um, like 2018, 2019 um, something like that I don't remember but like I was like so just like, f- like in that mode of falling in love with myself and like knowing that I'm just doing this for me dieting Mm -hmm. well and doing all this stuff and I got to a point where like man like I had not been in my entire life like healthy and well like healthy and happy and like that's Mm -hmm. shortly after when I met my wife you know and it's true like you just keep on working yourself fam and like you'll get to that point where whoo like Mm -hmm. you'll be really happy with where you are um, and you don't have to be It's not like It's not like you're perfect And that's where Everywhere You know Where I want to be you, know, you don't have to like Reach this level of, of perfection Quote unquote Of your Of your Of self love For yeah. you to like Find your spouse Like it doesn't have to be like that Right It's going to be messy You're going to keep growing When you find your spouse And you get married It's going to Or find your vocation in general There's mm-hmm. always going to be Continual growth So Like don't Don't get caught up on that either But you know I was just able to to get to that point of my life where like I was for once not like feeling like I had to do it for anyone else, you know, besides me, you know?
1: Yeah. And I bet those things, those things you learned in that time, like you were saying, like the eating well, and like taking care of yourself for yourself, like you can now serve Sarah better mm -hmm. and serve your literal child Who's on, on their way better, you know, because yeah. um, you took that time to know yourself.
0: Yeah. And there's still a lot that I want to, you know, now is preparing for my, like, um, preparing to be a father. And when the baby comes along, like, we're having a girl, by the way. So for those who don't know, I think. We didn't announce that yet, did I? I don't think so, yeah. So first time, if you don't follow us on social, this is the first time <laughs> hearing you. Um, but yeah, we're having to grow. Before my daughter comes, like I want to be able to to, you know, already be working on my, um, my mental health in more tangible ways. So like yeah. I'm trying to set up, um, find a, a therapist to kind of go to. and I haven't been able to do that yet here. But um, that's something I know I need. There's some healing still I probably need to go through. And that's fine. You know, like, and, and my daughter probably be here and there's still probably be healing to be go th- going through. That's fine. You know, but, um, it's an intentional like mentality of like always getting better and not like doing it like out of like frantic, like desperation, you know, like mm-hmm. we were saying earlier, but rather like out of genuine love for yourself and love for the body that God gave you, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, yeah. I mean, that's what helped me a lot. And so I think the stigma comes along and that pressure comes along when you're thinking outside of yourself,
2: mm-hmm. unless
0: it's outside of yourself for God's glory. Like, yeah, it's, it's really just going to be revenge body and that revenge body will die, you know? Mm-hmm. So, cause you lose your engine, you lose your gas when you have no revenge to mm-hmm. give anymore or you get exhausted, you know, and you will. Um, but you do it for the betterment of you and um, for the Lord, and then like you know, like you said, for a spouse or for my baby, like that's not toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other ones are. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to to wrap that. I, I think the last thing too is then is just to give the advice to those who might be struggling in their list right now. What mm-hmm. would you say, someone who is like? maybe newly single or like sh- just struggling to be accustomed to single what is your just last word of advice for them
1: mm-hmm. um yeah i i actually one of my like best friends from literally forever i uh, just became single and i've i think i after a long relationship and this has definitely been those uh like late night chats or like, uh, yesterday we were having drinks and we got into like (laughs) the entirety of it, you know? Um, and I think one thing I keep bringing up to her, um, keep in mind, this is like my best friend of like a decade. uh, So we know each other very well is, um, you know, start looking at this like an opportunity, especially if you've just become single. Um, you've been granted the opportunity to rebuild mm-hmm. in maybe a way that will serve you and someone else better in the future. Right. Um, but the key element is learn to love to be alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Cause you can be lonely no matter where you are. Yeah. You can be in a relationship and feel lonely. You can be married and feel lonely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but learning to love yourself while alone not much can shake you you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and for those who have maybe never been in a relationship where it's been a very long time since their last relationship um yeah i i think it's um sometimes you fall into the mentality of like, no one will ever come again or like I will never. And it's like, yeah, I hate to give credit to affirmations (laughs) because I'm really bad at affirming myself. (laughs) Um, But one thing I kept telling myself over and over and over again, after my breakup this year was become, become so full that all you have to do is wait with open arms
2: mm.
1: for someone you deserve, mm-hmm. um, and it, I just kept telling myself like, you, "There's nothing you can do, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing we, like unless we're like actively uh, paying for Catholic match, <laughs> 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 which I don't know how many of us are on Catholic match. That
0: <laughs> yeah, was on the road, um, but I was like, not gonna pay money for it."
1: Yeah, I'm like, I would do anything for a spouse. And they're like, 14.99. I'm like, heck no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Have you seen that TikTok song? It's like, how far would you drive for the love of your life? And he goes, I would drive anywhere. And he goes, what about Nebraska? And he's like, hell no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> I would not drive amazing. to Nebraska.
1: <laughs> um, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like, I forgot what we were talking about i brought up nebraska and i lost my oh yeah where i was like if we're not actively like um you know going on dates and doing this and doing that it's like i think another element i've seen is like some of my friends go to every catholic event with who in here could be my husband mm. and i'm like girl probably no one <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay
2: yeah. and
1: like we should stop valuing the opposite gender for the possibility of them romantically serving us. Mm. Um, and like, I think my most fruitful friendships and my most like, like the best relationships with either gender, like in my life, specifically men, have been so fruitful because I think genuinely, brother in Christ first, right? Mm-hmm um again that can lead you to where you don't know you're being pursued <laughs> uh <laughs> so you agree to talk on a podcast about being single <laughs> that's amazing um but also it's like i've seen the effects of both um where men have pursued really uh friendship with me as genuine brothers mm-hmm. um and when they have with ulterior motives mm. um So it's definitely been, you know, you can affect others with not doing the work inside of you uh, and the work you owe yourself um, because you can miss out on really great friendships by saying like, you know, if you don't, if you're not romantically into me, I don't want to be a friend anymore, Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
1: which I've seen happen a couple of times, not just with me, but with my friends um, where it's like this. Other person comes close to them and when they realize they they're not gonna get that romantic attention, they're like, Oh man, what did I do this for then? It's like to be nice. Uh, Never
0: mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're like, Oh brother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wasted my time. Gosh.
1: Literally. Um, so I think it's that just as I said, like, we don't need more broken fathers or mothers out there not willing to heal, um we don't need more men and women not serving each other Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, and not being genuinely there for them as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, Like, you know, secular culture does push this whole, um, like, I don't need a man, men stink. and And then you talk to men and they're like, well, girls are dumb and they're gold diggers and they're this and they're that. And it's like, we need to stop looking at each other as the enemy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, or as something to gain. Mm -hmm. Um, And this neutrality can really help reestablish like good relationships. Cause it's like, then you, on the other hand, you talk to women who are friends with these men, but they're very lonely or they're very um, romantically deprived. And they're like, well, he gave me a ride home. So I think he likes me. And it's like, I mean, you live on the way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, I actually, I had an experience like that I, with my conversion. I had never had men be, be genuinely nice to me, mm. like for no, for nothing back. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my good friends, he like ended up becoming one of my best friends. He like,
2: yeah.
1: he served and and just valued me so well. And I was like, I am in love with him. <laughs> and then one day I was like, wait. <laughs> wait. He's actually just really nice to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, a decent human being. We actually, wow.
1: I was like, if I think about it, we have nothing in common. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so it's like, yeah, it's it's to add another thing to be cautious of. I'm like, everyone watch yourself yeah (laughs) um it's like be nice be like serve others and serve others well no matter their gender uh but also have that self-awareness to know where you're definitely crossing um friendship boundaries you know Mm.
2: um
1: because same same it's like the same coin different side Uh, you can be serving very well and be very a very good like friend to this person um, but if you're not aware of how you flirt or how you give off signals, you can hurt this person.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I've seen that a lot as like an excuse. It's like, well, that's just how I am. And I'm like, really? You bat your eyes and wink? <laughs> just, <laughs> just speak. I'm like, I'm like, I know what you're doing. And like, I've literally, my like one of my uh, good male friends um that was his thing you know the man is six foot tall he's got colored eyes he's buff he's the guy you know Mm -hmm. um and I remember the day I met him and he looked at me and he was like so you're like the funniest girl I've ever met like literally like that and I knew like there was nothing there and I looked at him and I was like you can drop the act and he was like what (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to flirt with me to be your friend like i'll just be your friend (laughs) and he was like and i was like you good and he was like i wasn't flirting i was like really looking me up and down with the little like baby puppy eyes i was like you literally and he was like (laughs) he was like (laughs) he was like i didn't i i didn't know i was doing that and i was like it's okay i bet no one's ever called you out i was like love you though
2: <laughs> and now
1: we have a very good friendship.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. That's so, amazing. I, I mean, don't own. call them out. Don't
1: call them out that rude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> <laughs> just who, who I was like. You? Well, that was like post one of the breakups. So I was like, not again.
2: <laughs> no, no,
1: no. no. <laughs> Back. <laughs> Get behind me.
0: <laughs> I'm dead. It's so valid. I mean, I have, I have some great I mean, I have a good balance. I think of best friends that are men and female and women, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I know, I know one 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 girl that I'm best friends with in particular. Mm-hmm. I, I knew since like high school, who oh no, like college, early college, and she doesn't understand how flirty she is, and you know, oh. like, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that is. You just come off that way. <laughs> and that's might be why like a lot of people like you or fall for you. It's just that's
1: they're like, just I don't weird. know what I did, and it's like, well,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just, always- I mean, you see, you see, it, yeah. genuinely as you're friends with her, it, it's just generally who she is. But mm-hmm. when you're like blindsided and you don't know that, it just can come off like, oh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: this grows into me, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's a valid for both. I think guys definitely mm-hmm. don't understand it. I feel like more than girls sometimes, but I think mm-hmm. guys are just a little bit more dumb about what they're doing. <laughs> Speaking as a guy, yeah,
1: but yeah, you know. And it's like, what do you mean that the sunset picnic we had overlooking the beach felt like a date? What? <laughs> You're like, wait, it's friends. <laughs> What do you mean? I, I mean, I took you to mass and then breakfast and then to meet my mom. Like, what do you mean you felt like that was? <laughs> can you tell? Can you tell? I'm taken from from experience. Experiences.
0: Real, real life.
2: Oh
1: my gosh, that's so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's very good advice to kind of be mindful of that too. And I, and, and one thing I'd like to add there for those who are single, recently single, like, um, I think one thing that I. I, I loved doing was finding new hobbies or trying new hobbies
2: mm-hmm.
0: like because one thing you know one thing that people will do sometimes was just like get into drinking and I'm like
2: mm. not really a good idea yeah.
0: I I mean I didn't get to that point but I know some people who could uh, you know like who did and it, you know they had to get their self out you know mm-hmm. but with some help with some friends but um, finding new hobbies and, and finding you know leaning on your community because like doing stuff like that alone like dealing with that breakup or being single Mm -hmm. like we're not first of all not made for being alone as we know now because of covid even more so now because of covid Mm -hmm. like in in your time of singleness my time of singleness finding new hobbies trying things like you know learning how to do magic tricks or kendama like this thing Mm -hmm. which is super fun um Helped me a lot of the times. And then like being with friends and community and doing things with them, just like going out and, and doing a game night or blah, blah, blah. It was just, it's very healing to experience that can help you in that you know process of learning to love yourself and love that singleness, you know? So mm-hmm. those are my two things, you know, new hobbies, community. Those are, those are the things that got me through.
2: So, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yo thanks this is a good episode this is really fun i'm excited too uh...
1: <laughs> sorry i told you guys i got mugged <laughs> <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> okay i have like an oh. actual issue like i'm so desensitized i'll be like yo one time this guy pulled a gun and the people will be like oh.
0: <laughs> Sonia yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh man. we gotta have you back on sometime because it's just a good time when you're on the show and every time we tap, we have conversations. Like we had like three lead two or three leading up to this. So this huh. is
1: great. We should just start recording everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Late night thoughts. <laughs> Late night thoughts.
0: We should do a live someday. Where it's just us and just like playing games. We should be fun. That would be really fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's plan on that. Let's plan on that. Yeah. So follow us on social uh to see this live that we'll eventually do. Sonia Quarantino. Uh, Quarantino. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I told you I'd forget.
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the DMV But I will make that happen <laughs> Where is are in T-O. Let's get it
0: <laughs> Oh man Sonia Quintero with two U's And Tanta Gracia uh, On social for Sonia mm-hmm. And then myself, Living ardently. It's Only Adrian Follow us on TikTok, Living Only Pod P.O.D. Uh, well, Living Only P.O.D. And then youtube subscribe like review whatever you do there and review us on podcasts that'll be really good really fun and uh you'll see the podcast first on youtube so subscribe there like i said and i think that's all i got thanks for coming on and i hope this was helpful thanks, for y'all yeah hope this was helpful i think i think it was there's a lot of valuable information mm-hmm. here um uh, the day I-
1: you the day you release it i'll i'll pop up a like a question box or something so if,
0: Ooh, people, yeah. if they have more questions they can just DM me yeah that'd be great I'll let mm-hmm. you um, I'm not sure when this will come out. probably in October but mm-hmm. we'll see um, was is this October, October. yeah October mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how that works dates months Ooh. years anyway it's been great hope you guys loved it hope you guys enjoyed if you got more questions again check us on social media and let us know continue the conversation and everything in everything you need to know about the show is in the show notes at probably uh, got podcast description, whatever it's called. Love y'all. God bless. And until next time, keep living ardently. Peace.